Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we did have some sound issues in this episode and the next episode. Uh, we had some cables not working, so we had to be a little creative with our microphone placements. And because of that, uh, some people are really quiet. Me, uh, you know, of course, sounds super loud. Um, so um, just you have to use your little imagination a little bit and imagine that this is an amazing quality sounding podcast. Uh, unfortunately it's not hopefully we're gonna get everything resolved before the next time we put something up uh appreciate your patience hope you enjoy this episode of riff and rock music doc a new genre speed folk folk music like re- really intense folk music like there's a there's a needle in the haystack there's some there's travel by turtles plays like that yeah we saw them live yeah at Lollapalooza. Oh yes, exactly. And then we saw the we saw an, a a girl awkwardly cry during the Decemberist. No, no uh, the cigar roast. Cigar roast. Like, I can't I, and they're so bad. <laughs> cigar roast was really bad. You couldn't like. They were not good at a festival. Oh, you mean quiet, intimate music doesn't yeah. work at the. <laughs> So apparently, Twelve Reasons to Die Two is slated to be released this month. Wait, what? According to the Wikipedia, Ghostface is releasing another <laughs> album. Wait a second. God, he just he okay. doesn't oh, give a shit anymore. My comments for that part of it. What? What? Okay. Actually, this is this is the trick I always play. Is I I hit record in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> so we're about a minute in. Turn out then. So you know you can you can uh, reserve you can express your feelings about the the Ghostface album as much as you want. Wonderful. Or this Ghostface album we haven't listened to yet. Right. By the way, I know you clicked on the link to download this, but this is Riff and Rock Music Talk, <laughs> and uh, we have two special guests. I mean, well, we should we, we should have two amazing guests. Spe- especially amazing, no. Ryan and. Alex, yes, the two uh, staple guests. Uh, I guess we're still waiting for the actual uh, the host hosts to show up. Kenny Loggins said, "As soon as this tour is over, and Barry Manilow, uh, I guess his agent keeps selling us." Can you uh, imagine that as a podcast, like Barry Manilow and Kenny Loggins? Just Jeff, that's a podcast or a TV yeah, that's show this podcast, but where they they solve criminal mysteries and ghost mysteries. Ghost- all sorts of mysteries. Ghost faces their like go- is their ghost that helps them for the like the spiritual parts of the crimes. <laughs> Looking at him like that one. And we also <laughs> had two very special guests with us today. <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourselves uh, in anti-clockwise order, which means you go first. Uh, I'm Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. And I uh, hear you work for Geffen Records. No. Okay. And <laughs> and immediately to your, your right, my left, Alex is straight. straight. My stage right. Tianzo Cardell Jr., representative of October Fair Young. Thank you. There you have it. <laughs> We've got two very special guests uh, straight from the music industry. Uh, and uh, we are going to be covering three very special records today. Mm-hmm. Uh Hopefully, you some of us have listened to all of them. Some of us have listened to all of them. Most of us have only listened to at least one. 
but they're not the same one. Interesting. How will that play out? I don't know. So, <laughs> what do we want to talk about first? This tea is delicious. <laughs> this tea, okay. We're everyone but Ryan's drinking tea because Ryan's a schlubbasaur. I like my tea unflavored and cold. So you like water? <laughs> I like water. This this podcast is brought to you by water. Water for when you're thirsty. Yep. Uh, so I think we should talk about Gil's face skill first. All right. Something that I think most of us have listened to. Yes. Actually, I think we all should listened so Ghostface Killer is a paranormal crime detective that also raps in this... Wait, no, that's... You tell me about Ghostface. So he was part of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> uh, he's a very, very famous rapper. And uh, he likes to do different collaboration albums uh, uh, with other artists. Um, but I think this is the first one that he did with a actual band. Actually, I don't know too much about who he collaborated with. They're called Bad Bad Not Good. All one word. Yeah, all one word. Um, and does anybody know about them? They are a Canadian like hip hop jazz band. So and they've done like a lot. Like they'll do covers of different of all other rap songs and stuff in their previous albums. It's it's catchy stuff. If you're into the, if you're into that kind of I don't know a jazz band covering rap music. Xylophone doing big pimping, and now these guys made an album. It's called Sour Soul. So, what everyone think of Ghostface Killers with Bad Bad Not Good, Sour Soul? Mm. Well, you you go ahead. Okay. Um, it was definitely interesting. I I understand the action Bron- action Bronson comparison now. Uh, what is the action Bronson? Action Bronson sounds like a white version of Ghostface. Really? Most definitely. Oh, I've never listened to him. You never listened to Action Bronson? No, I haven't. If you like Ghostface, it'll definitely like Action Bronson. Okay. Okay. Definitely have the same style, same sound. And the, that, the white Ghostface kill part, I did not make up. I have to make that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely didn't make that. But I did think that was funny. Because um, I could definitely hear the, the flow, how they kind of sound like each other. Um, but the album itself was, some songs kind of just went over my head. That song with Danny Brown wasn't oh. impressive to me. Oh, that was my, one of my favorite songs on there, Six it's Degrees. Yeah. yeah, that song just had such a good, uh, like a good pulse to it. I. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep finishing your thought. Uh, the, I'm just not a fan of Danny Brown. Okay. So just one, I think I liked it, and then I heard Danny Brown, and then I was just like, oh, okay, this yeah, song's over. That high-pitched voice. Yeah, just, <laughs> Danny Brown just... Sounds like a crackhead. Oh, he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely some drug influences in yeah. his day-to-day life. Um, oh, I was thinking of Danny Elfman. I'm like, didn't he do the Willy Wonka soundtrack? <laughs> no, that's Danny Elfman. Never mind. <laughs> Who is also probably a crackhead. <laughs> it's some point. Um, but I did enjoy the instrumentals from the 
What's the name of the band again? Uh, Bad, 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 Not Good. Yeah. It looks like there are a total of three. Yep. They definitely have some uh, talent and skill. I definitely enjoy the instrumentals. Especially when we're doing money. Oh my god, that movie. Uh, that movie. <laughs> it definitely had like some old movie vibes to it. Yeah. There's definitely some influences, um, but I was, I was very impressed by the sound style of it. And I believe that song and, is called Ray Gun with MF Doom on it. Yep. And uh, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just hear a clip from it. Yeah, so it definitely sounds like one of those old, like, 1970s movies where, uh, you know, you got a cop and the urban beat and he's beating up pimps and he's slapping around women. Yeah. Kind of like uh, a mix between Shaft and that one guy from uh, the movie Black Dynamite, whoever that is. Black Dynamite? Oh, yeah. Dynamite! Yeah. Listening to that song really um, brought me to a quote that I'd like to read um, by Amy Tudson. Enjoy life the sweet and spicy way it should be. That just really reminded me of the song. <laughs> from this tea bag. Thanks, Kills. That's, 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 that's very insightful of you. <laughs> and thank you, Amy, for writing that on your tea bag. Oh, good. But you did, I don't think you liked this, did you? I love this album. Oh, okay, it, good. It sounded just like the uh, the production that uh, Adrian Young did with uh, Ghostface. Not last album, the album before that, 12 Reasons to Die. Not 12 Reasons to Die. Um, so well, actually, 12 Reasons to Die was not the last album. The last album was 36, 36 seasons. So it wasn't the last one. Yet. He jumped from 12. He went from 12 to 36. He is multi. Ghostface is multiplying. Yeah. There are like a multiverse of Ghostface killers. Yes. I gotta, I gotta call some. And people. if I'm not mistaken, 36 seasons is a direct sequel to 12 Reasons to Die. What happened to the 24? It's album? him going back, going back home oh. after being resurrected from being dead. Oh. Yeah, um, but so the production quality on uh, 12 Reasons to Die is very much like this, only instead of it being an actual band playing the music, it's, you know, a guy making the sounds with his beatbox and his little, his switchboard, um, or whatever they use. <laughs> series of pulleys and levers. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this album was only 32 minutes long. Which is great for it. So it's it helps it very a lot. brief, and it just... it. It's short and sweet. I, I, the thing I was thinking about, and I know they don't sound the same, but the, the, the album, the band I was being reminded of was, when I was listening to it, is The Roots. And not, again, I know they don't sound the same, but the fact that, like, I love the, I love, like, an, a live band behind a hip-hop act. Mm. You know, and I think there's, I don't think there's enough of that. And that was one, and that was, I was listening to, uh, I think, Game Theory. Roots' game theory right after that, and you have like the, when you actually have like a full band behind like the guy uh, rapping. I think it just sounds it sounds obviously a lot different than a guy just on a MacBook making the wobbliest, ba- biggest bass sound in the world, which you know it's fine. 
but I think there's something so different. It just changes the dynamics of everything when you actually just have like when you have like just regular instruments covering this and creating organically creating the beat and organically creating the loop instead of having it be programmed in. And like I can imagine then like trying to see this live versus like when we saw Run the Jewels, entertaining show, but the guy in the back just like hit play periodically would say the last line of a rap. He was texting most of the shit. Right. It that's totally different than like like a band having to do having like play their chops keeping all that stuff tightened together and for me I think that's always awesome to listen to and the fact that it was like sort of this jazzy vibe you had a I think it was a marimba or a xylophone on there um (laughs) xylophone I don't know I heard the and I just ah I think that's just so it gives it like a weird mix of class too I definitely agree um I do love the roots on Jimmy Kimmel, and there was uh, specifically one performance that I really enjoyed, and um, Joy Badass was on there, and he did, he did his song Like Me, which features um, BJ the Chicago Kid, and if you listen to the album cut, it's a good song, Yeah. but when you hear it live in that way, the song just, just went to a whole nother level, just quality-wise, and the sound is just so much better. Definitely, a band definitely can enhance its own. It, tr- it creates a new dynamic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And of course, Ghostface Killer is one of the best records alive. I really like Ghostface, and then he got so... I definitely wouldn't agree with that, but... Okay. I mean, wow. Okay. Oh, well, this got weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that, but you know. I, I am part of the you know, newer generation, so, so you know, my, my taste is a little different. Yeah. I do like trap sounds, and you don't talk about that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's like, not a trap music. Whoa, 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 guys, guys. It is a trap, after all. Yeah. Enjoy life, the sweet and spicy way it should be. Calm down. The trap oh, oh. was great music. But we're getting to the sweet and the spicy right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I enjoy Ghostface. Ghostface is legendary, and he got totally hosed in that new Wu Tang album. Like he wasn't really on. Yeah, he he was barely on it. But Who, who's the thing. guy you don't like that I would also agree? The one, God, who just like talked about TV shows he watches on Netflix and that the entire album. Where you, yeah, I'm gonna orange the news black my Breaking Bad with MacGyver on it. 6:30 p.m. Resident Development Season Four. Yeah, that was. We already talked about that. Um, <laughs> it was unfortunate. So I think that you should all go out and listen to this album. Go buy, go pay for it. The Ghost Yeah, absolutely. I'd say that's that's a, that's a solid. Go buy this one. It's short. It's sweet. It's gonna sound fantastic. I mean, the album art is an angry black man wearing the American flag. So. That alone should earn your money. That will upset your white suburban parents. Yeah. White suburban kids in college. For that album cover, I do feel, do feel like you could have touched on a little more current event, mm. which I feel like you didn't. So should we but, wear a Palestinian flag? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But... But do you think that people should go out and pay for it, or, or buy it, or listen to it, or should they support it completely? Definitely recommend a stream of it. Okay. You know, give him that, you know, since they count streams now. They do. I give him that five cents. I definitely would say go stream it and decide on that, but I wouldn't just say go buy it. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are you gonna end every sentence now with trap sounds? Cause of him, brother. <laughs> he brought this on. <laughs> cause we have never reviewed trap no, music. No, cause I asked you, I said, oh, do you listen to trap? And you're like, no. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> I don't go out of my way to listen to like trap music. It's not my thing. But I mean, if it's on and I'm at the club, or if it's on like a commercial, and yeah, you can't skip it. Definitely not trap sounds like commercial. <laughs> Sure, there's some wooga wooga wooga. Is that trap? That, what's trap? Music? That's what I was gonna say. Do you guys know what I mean? That's like I, when the washing machines are rubbing against each other, right? <laughs> that that's dub stuff. Oh no, yeah. wait. Trap trap house is like what's like. I want a cake. I want a cake. I want a cake. I want a cake. And then it just like explodes into like that stuff. That's definitely dubstep. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's definitely, definitely not what I'm talking about. What's the difference between trap and dubstep? I don't so, understand. It's like ratchet ass music. <laughs> that is not necessarily true either. <laughs> okay. It's definitely not uh, necessarily true. What's your definition of trap music? Well, tra- okay. Uh, trap sounds, I feel like, are more so music that comes from the streets. Not, not necessarily though. People are doing drugs or, you know, talking about drugs, but the sound, like the producers have made a specific sound. When I say producers, I mean like Metro Boomin, Jay Tobin, um, Southside, TM88, that, people who make that sound. That is what I mean when I say trap sound. It's not necessarily, it's a genre within hip-hop and rap because you get people like Kendrick Lamar who do trap sounds. An example of a trap sounding song would be Fredo featuring Kendrick Lamar, which is called Jealous. So if you want trap sound, that's definitely a song that is not just about drugs and whatnot. It does have trap sound in so. I'm so confused now. I thought I knew what trap music yeah. was, and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was dubstep. I could definitely go in on the trap sound. Not dubstep. But I don't know, it's just not a genre music that I listen well, to. Definitely. It's not very, I'm sure I would like some. I like Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I like Frank Ocean. That's not trap sounds. Yeah, no, no, that was R and B, right? <laughs> oh, oh god, I was definitely lost by that reference. I'm like, well, I think he's going off on the deep end on that one. Nope. God, now I. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I blew your mind by what that. I. <laughs> you want you want to talk jazz fusion now? Let's just talk jazz fusion. Oh, yeah, I'm open. I like to hear about different genres. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't subject you to that punishment. Yeah, talking about jazz fusion. <laughs> some yeah, some jazz fusion. <laughs> I love this 24-minute song that goes nowhere. <laughs> um, Kelsey, do you think people should buy it, stream it, or avoid it? Definitely should listen to it. I enjoyed it. Do you think it would it, it match the sweet and the spicy in life? Uh, yeah. It, it had a, a, a nice taste to it. I did actually. <laughs> so I think we got a pretty solid recommendation. Ghostface, Sour Soul, Bad, Bad, Not Good is pretty good. The end. Um, now we're going to be talking about a an album that we all reviewed. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you listened to it though. Yeah. 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 So you can take a nap. Yeah, you can take a, you can take a quick nap. Turn. You can deactivate for a minute. A quick ten. Um. Are you going to introduce it? The, the Decemberists are a group of sailors who um, sing about ships and murdering people. Their latest album is What a Terrible World, What a Beautiful World. Kelsey really likes them. Kelsey, what did you think of What a Terrible Whoa, World, a What a Beautiful World? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Just kidding. No, they're, that's they're, not an accurate description. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're a group of sailors. 
That's think about so much material yeah. about sailing and Boat, Boats and murder. We know, we know, we belong to ya. We know you built your life around us. And would we change? We had to change some. We know, we know, we belong to ya. We know you Hopes we wouldn't change. Yeah, so they are the, the kings and queens of indie music uh, worldwide. That is pretty an accurate description. I think at this point, like if we're talking like except for maybe Arcade Fire, they are pretty much top tier of the like that f- big first wave of indie rock that blew up in the early two thousands, the the pitchfork era of indie rock bands. Yeah, that's these people. Um, and they're back in action. Um and singing about murder again, I think. Yeah, they are singing about murder. Uh, I believe by reading from the first paragraph of the Wikipedia article on this album that it was inspired <laughs> by a uh, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, um, or at least from Barack Obama's speech on the shooting, uh, where he quotes, "What a terrible world! What a beautiful world!" Uh, so I'm not sure if this. Oh, you know where that comes from? According to Wikipedia, that's where it comes from. Okay, I believe it. Or, um, it also comes from, uh, he, they just had a child, him and his wife, Carson Ellis, just had a child, their second one. Is that the 12, 17, 12 song? Yes, that's their Let's listen to it! What a gift, what a gift has been given me Here with my heart so whole while others may be grieving To think of their grieving Yep, that was in dedication of their uh, second child I thought that was the date to celebrate they finally got to go to Sonics and try one of their legendary milkshakes. Wow, they went so late then. It, well, really so like that they were that late on the bandwagon. But it doesn't it explain the terrible world, beautiful world, because like this milkshake so is so good, but it's it's gonna go straight to my thunder. And the yeah, person that delivered it, their roller skates were way too big for them, so they were kind of flailing around. <laughs> they almost didn't get the shake. So that's why when they had the reference to the cannonball in her belly, it's about oh, the milkshake. Yeah. But legitimately, since you are, Kelsey, you are a Decemberist expert. Not necessarily, Yes. Yeah, yeah. In, in the group of four of us, you are the expert. What did you think? Yeah, tell us more about the album. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's more of their traditional uh, way of doing their albums. They've had a few concept albums that have been almost like plays. This is not one of them. <laughs> it's not, unfortunately it's not, because those are the best albums. Yeah, those are definitely amazing albums. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty traditional to what they do. They can 
they can do anything, and I will thoroughly uh, eat it up. Uh, pretty, uh, they can sing about um, Axe body spray. They can include that in a song lyric, and I will be Axe. like, that's questionable choice. But that I weird, like yeah. It. That was weird to me. That like in they're sort of fantastical lyrics normally and I enjoy them I mean I know we're I was joking like it's all about boats and murder but like they do a very good job of painting their imagery and I was like did he just say act shampoo that was weird yeah there's a lot more self referencing in this album and more introspective look at like because he's the writer of Colin uh, Mockery <laughs> From whose line is it anyway? Colin <laughs> Macri uh, is the songwriter for them. Um, and uh, he, like, the first one is obviously a meta description of um, the, their progression through the years. The first what? What? The first what? You said what? the first one. The first song. Oh, oh, which, which song? The singer addresses his audience. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know. I'm like, first, what? <laughs> what? What? So it's so it's him addressing us about what they do. Right. Is he telling us then to buy Axe Shampoo? I'm, I'm yeah, like, how much should we buy? Should we go to Costco and get, like, a whole bucket full? Should we just go to Walgreens and just get a tiny, well, tiny bottle? Most of the songs are so incredibly... Fantastical, that this one is very literal, and I feel like just threw that in there to confuse everyone and to have it make zero sense. Well, we have discussed it kind for three like minutes now. And this, this is the same guy that wrote a song about a whale eating a boat. Okay. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but I. So. I really like this album. I like the Decembers. They're pretty great. But uh, it seems like in the last few years they've steered away from being indie and have just turned to a, a country band. Because this album was country. What? Yeah, like there were a lot of th- there was a lot of banjos and mandolins and there was a like it it's it wasn't rocky. It was just kind of folkish. Oh, I bit my tongue. So while he's bitten his tongue, can I, can I address something here? Mm. No, you, you go ahead. No, no, no. Well, so I. Oh, good thing you have that cold, non-flavored tea. <laughs> <laughs> he's so upset looking. Um. H two flow. I. You were right. I mean, not to, and that was one thing. I I remember Hazards of Love was the one that were like all of a sudden they like they just they remembered they could plug their instruments in, and there's like guitar solos and stuff, which was weird. And then King is Dead was like, if I recall, like the mellower, like follow up album. It was pretty country as well. Yeah, this one was confusing because like the first half had some upbeat songs like Cavalry Captain, which I really enjoyed. Had that wonderful the little trum- trumpet. The trumpet was, whoo, glorious. <laughs> 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 It was such a fantastical song, but then like halfway through, like halfway through, the songs like really start to mellow out, 
like the pacing I felt was kind of odd where the beginning had some like upbeat songs mellower songs upbeat songs and then you get to halfway through and it's all just kind of it kind of plateaus in its tempo and beat yeah, and the first half of the album was the songs were twice as long as the last half of the album which also weirded me, like and then there was some stuff that just seemed a little I don't know like it's not like I, I didn't dislike them they just didn't feel as well thought maybe like better not wake the baby I thought was kind of weird wasn't that and that was like a straight up like that was like a do si do song right or like, like okay, it, it was like, like a the, barn the, dance the song. music was okay like the lyrics upbeat. seemed weird or I don't know can, exactly. can, they love to pair like upbeat music with incredibly demented lyrics can, can we listen to a clip sure why not I got a computer I can do whatever I want hold on I'm getting into the internet Ooh, that was deep. Yeah, it was deep. But it was also uh, really mellow. Uh, or upbeat. Or <laughs> I forgot what we said. And since we played a 30-second clip, you've heard a third of the song. <laughs> yes, I have. There was another one that I can't even remember. I think it was Easy Come, Easy Go, where it was like Lumberjack Jack or Limberjack or something. See you later. Something he fell on his back or something. And uh, that one seemed kind of weird and silly, too. But you didn't like oh, it or you did? that was the one that should have included a bullet. Uh, oh, and then and there then, was, yeah. and then what was the one that there was a robot voice in one of the songs? I think it was Mistral or Easy Come, Easy Go, or it's somewhere near the end. But there's like a song where like there's a robot voice doing like a call, a call and response. And in a December song, I'm like, what future <laughs> ship am I on? <laughs> what? There's a robot. Voice? You're a talking robo- about where, um, the, where they say where they call response. See you later. No, there's a part where it's like I, there's a female like robot voice repeating the lyrics. It wasn't an actual female repeating it. Well, I think it was a female impersonating a ro- or maybe it was a female ro- Oh my god, it was a Terminator. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> but, so but, that, that for me, it was just like, in in a folky song, I'm confused by the robot, the robot voice. Like, it seems stylistically weird. Yeah. Well, I know I'm a bigger Decembers fan now than you, because I remember a robot <laughs> voice that you don't, <laughs> but... Uh, I... I uh, all robot voices aside, um, I thought the second half of the album was kind of not as engaging as the first half, but... As a whole, I think it was pretty good. And the last song, ironically entitled A Beginning Song, I think is my favorite of the entire album. Their last songs, I feel, are always their strongest. Mm, they do blow up. All of their albums, they're always the strongest. Except for maybe the concert. I, I think that uh, this 
their more rock albums were like in the middle of their career, and the previous one and this one are more towards their the beginning of their career. So I think that they have um, a little bit more Appalachian folk though in this one, which is really fun. Like I really liked Carolina though. I think that's actually. Where they try to sound like Mumford and Sons, right? Well, no? before Mumford and Sons decided that they don't need banjos anymore. Yeah. You mean where it's just Paul Malloy playing a guitar? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Mumford and Sons. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Do you think that people should buy this album for a hundred dollars for the box set and give it to their the beautiful wife? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I feel like that was a loaded. I feel like I feel like you have to like this album. Yeah, because I spent so much money on it. <laughs> well, I like the album. Uh, I don't think it's as strong as the other December's albums, but it's definitely uh, a good album. It's like you know that one Jay Z album that was really bad, but it's still one of the greatest rap albums of all time. Remember that one? Yeah, it's just kind of like that. Wait, what? Which which one? The Blueprint 2. Yeah, Blueprint 2's... Oh, I forgot, that album goes on for fucking ever. It's a double album. Yeah. Anyway, so that's like <laughs> Jay-Z's worst album, but it's still one of the best albums of all time. This is the exact same thing, only Jay-Z's not on this album. Wait, what? This is the best Jay-Z album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that this is a great album, and people should buy the CD, don't buy the record, because it's pretty expensive. I would actually, I'd rather recommend that you go see them at the concert and support them that way because they are fantastic performers and they all have backgrounds and theatrical performance. Puppets? Certainly. Are there puppets? No. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like songs on this album. I like most of the songs on this album, but like as a whole, I just wasn't. I don't think I'll ever the go. Trump? <laughs> yeah, that song is great. Go get that song. Buy the single. I don't care. Buy an A track with only that song on it over and over again in, with different remixes. In the instrumentals. <laughs> or, or just the trumpet track. I don't need any of the rest of it. Just I need a trumpet. Um, but like I don't feel like I'll ever I'll go back to certain songs in the sound, but I'm never gonna go back. I don't think it'll be a not never. I don't think it'll be a, I think it'll be a long time before I go and really wanna re-listen to this one all the way through when they have other albums. Um, again, 2005 or 6 is whatever year it was, The Crane Wife, that one is my favorite, by a mile. Um, Hazards of Love is really good, where a deer turns into a person, and I think more people get murdered by- there's a forest spirit! There's an entire song about a man killing all of his children. The, the rake song is pretty amazing. <laughs> In the creative ways he murders his kids. <laughs> Cheers to that! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> And um, so I'd say stream some stream some of the songs. Uh, I just I have a hard time recommending a purchase, especially if this is your first dosi do with the Decembris. Other I think there's other albums you want to venture first into. Just go see them live. And Tiangelo wants you to buy the album as well. That is incorrect. Apparently, T'Angelo's trying different accents because he was really upset about how he sounded recorded. <laughs> we played it back to him. <laughs> so, okay, just because you have such a profinity for them, Kelsey, where would you put this on, like, on the, if you had a if you had your Decemberist tier list or your Decemberist power ranking, where does this album sit? Hmm. Well, as much as I do love their earlier stuff, because who, who, 
wouldn't love the earlier stuff with their favorite band. The, the Tain? Th- yeah. The, the Tain's, the t- like, almost at the top for me. But in terms of their actual albums, um, I would probably list it probably above the first two, Her Majesty and Castaways and Cutouts. Because it, it just it has more full presence. You know, they all have identified exactly how well they can play. They've popped up some kids. They've murdered a million people by this point. They've written books. Right. They've sailed some ships. And the sure, 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 and the sure,